Welcome. You are listening to The Pod, the best NFT podcast there will ever be. Let's start it. You doing another one? Or is that, oh, no, you got me there. What was that? What was that? saving me. He's like, let me confuse him. Let me confuse him a bit. That, that next song sounded like it was going to get me hyped up. Should I let it roll? Probably. I did the outro. This is the outro. It's not. It's not entirely Friday yet. Like it, it might be Friday on the calendar, but until this, this is uh, we're finished here and we're all uh, Friday free. It's not Friday. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Welcome, man. Uh, Hangry Barbun. Uh, I can't remember your name. Uh, do you want to repeat? Hangry. I go by Hangry. President Hangry. Oh, you go by Hangry. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. This is Hangry. What, what happened? President Hangry. When I started this project, everyone would say, would read the first word of my profile. So they'd be like, Hangry, come up here. Hangry, what are you doing? And then I'm like, okay, I'll go by Hangry. Uh, that's kind of my artist name, you know, like my, you know, Prince, et cetera. I love it. I love it. Perfect. I'll pin the tweet for you guys as well uh, so we can get some people in here. Uh, I have heard rumors that Gangster's Paradise is going to be here. And I also heard some rumors that Hashpack uh, might join us as well. Nice. Um, but we're mainly going to question you today, Mr. Hangry President. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those because are I am... Gangster's Paradise launched um, recently, I think yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. Cool project. They actually made a 3D gallery for the Hangry Barboons. Very cool team. Um, and of course, Hashpack is an amazing wallet for HBAR. They're always doing updates and adding features and the UI is great. So if anyone in here doesn't have a Hashpack wallet, you know, just, yeah, I'll, I'll show you how to do it. It's very simple. You can DM me. Um, very happy to help anyone. Uh, yeah, I love, I love Hashpack wallet. Um, I've used a few different wallets, obviously. We, we all have, you know, from MetaMask to Phantom on Solana. And there's there's a few on, on Hedera, but I, I really like the user experience of Hashpack. It's, it's really good. Like, from the wallets I've tried, I've been on a few different chains. Like, Hashpack is really a good, just the user experience, right? That's so important. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, pretty easy to, to figure out, you know, you know, so... Big buttons, clear clear words, organized really pretty. I like the color scheme. Purple's my favorite color. I, I'm pretty sure they incorporate purple into into their uh, design. So, so yeah, we got some people joining us as well, guys. I pinned the tweet in the spaces above. As always, I will kiss every single one in this room that goes up there and lick it, lick it real good. Uh, you got it. Lick it right now. The entire H bar. I'll be looking at the entire okay. space, probably. I love it. That... You got it. Oh, hey, Adam, tell me Adam, to lick Adam, Adam. Adam, He's Adam, saying Adam. everyone lick it. Just do it. <laughs> lick it good. <laughs> oh, man. The, uh... You know what's strange? Usually in a Twitter space, if I go to the bottom right, there's a word bubble. But I see something else now. That's where I usually go see? to retweet. I see a circle with a plus sign. What happens? Yeah, that's what it normally is sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes it's one thing, then it's another one. For me, it happens yeah, every. I don't know why it is. Yeah. You know what? I think it depends on the on the host account. 
the like the country and stuff. Well, I feel silly now because I usually tell people, "Hey, go to the bottom right, click the word bubble," and people have a plus sign. Hmm. Very embarrassing. <laughs> oh, hello everyone! Yes, thank you, Twitter. Uh, thank you, thank, Twitter. Thank you for having me up. Um, heard we were licking stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Sister, what you do is you go and lick the pin tweets above, so we can get the entire H bar community in here. Last H bar spaces we've had. We have uh, managed, I think it's the third time we're doing this, we have managed to have the entire H4 community in one single you, space. All the products, You can call this traders. space uh, Lick Bar Friday. <laughs> we'll probably stick to H4 Friday. Uh, okay, we'll see. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. <laughs> you should rename it to Lickety Split. I see the hashtag. Or I do, uh, as well. I That's do, what uh, all the listeners are going to do. Hedera Lick Wave, I think, might make some noise. That's a good one. Hedera Lick Wave. I see uh, the, <laughs> uh, the hashtag is joining us as well. If you want to come up, uh, I would love to have you on stage as well. We've got a question. Hangry Barboon's really good today. but uh, You don't have to, quote unquote, he's saying like, but you don't have to lick anything when you come up on stage. It's not a requirement here. You, you don't have to lick anything. You, you can like everything you want, um, but you don't have to lick anything. You know? Thank you. Oh, okay. It's like. Sorry, I'm not native English, so I I cannot I cannot tell the difference. Oh. Lick, like, or like, like is what I meant. Sorry, I see. I I meant lick, but I understand that that's not maybe appropriate. You're a hangry barboon. You're you're allowed to say things like that. Um, Adam Adam's a co-host up here. I need a little yeah. bit better out of him, even though it is. I I will let it go for quite some time because it is. Gotta go show, some, show some professionalism for the co-host. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. So apart from uh, liking stuff, uh, let's get this show going because I cannot wait any longer. Welcome, everyone. This is, from what I understand, the 86th time we're hosting a pod episode, and it's going to be good as ever. As for market news, uh, I haven't really kept up, but uh, I don't think we have any uh, news on the FTX and Binance situation. I think we're... uh, just hanging no, they, they filed uh, bankruptcy this morning, from what I'm hearing. Um, he actually went through and filed it. Um, I actually just saw something. Let me pull that back up. Um, yeah, he also got arrested, talking right? about. I don't know. Was that true? Like, I've heard that, um, but I, I've been asking around all morning. Um, has anyone else been able to confirm that? Do, do we know? Um, let's see. Here's where I saw that. Let's see. They were talking about the legal terms of it. Let me read this real quick and I'll come back into that conversation. Yes, let's do it. Um, otherwise, super excited to have you on, uh, Hangry, uh, Mr. Mr. President Hangry. Thank you. Uh, this is when we started this three weeks, our, uh, three weeks ago, we started our HBAR journey here on the pod. And the first project they actually told me to get into was the Hangry Barboons. Um, so I got to know uh, everything about it. You also have some crazy stats on, on the marketplace, zoo, zoos. Almost uh, from what I checked just before we started, 3K floor price and 12 million volume, which is nuts. Um, so without me boring everyone too much, uh, I would like to, to just uh, let you introduce uh, Hungry Barboons for anyone that haven't heard about this, all the Solana people that, that's new to Hungry. Tell me about it. Sure, yeah, it's it's been a great uh, journey, exciting. Um, the project is run by me. I'm hangry, and um, I started the project in January of 2022. Um, 
a little background, I guess, about myself. I'm I'm an artist of uh, with over ten years of digital art experience, and back back in uh, in real life, I'm a healthcare provider. And when I was in school, I'm a PA in, in the United States. And when I was in school in 2013, um, I was on my pediatrics rotation, and I started drawing some cartoons to to teach and study medicine with my classmates, and that caught on. Um, and and so I have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I did a Kickstarter campaign. You know, it's kind of like a crowdfunding thing. I don't know if that's still popular, but but around that time it was popular, and I, I I took time to do a campaign and everything, and I raised like twenty thousand dollars to start a publishing company and i and i managed to have a successful kickstarter so i i I started drawing all this medical art and i accumulated enough drawings to publish a book with it and i started a website and now it's like a subscription website for for students of medicine and the art is used in a lot of universities um around the world really um a couple years into that i switched specialties into cardiology and I, I studied electrophysiology and EKG interpretation. That's like rhythms of the heart. And I wrote and illustrated an EKG textbook that I, I illustrated every page. It's, it's something I'm really proud of. And that's also used in a lot of schools and stuff. So, so I come, I'm, I'm explaining all this to, to show like I have an, a background in marketing business and, and illustration and higher learning. And um, throughout that process, I acquired a lot of skills that has helped me you know, transition into Web3. Uh, because when I when I found crypto and, and NFTs, I just felt like it was such a perfect storm of technology and art and um, community management and things that that I I just felt like all the puzzles fit together for me. The the real the real uh, um, I guess challenge was finding the right network to launch on from my perspective, because I I discovered crypto at the end of 2021, and by that time, you know, I felt like as I did research that the Ethereum ship had sailed for me, Solana was hard to get into for me from, because when I, when I, when I was looking to start a project, I wanted to hit it out of the park. And just my gut instinct was that these markets were too saturated for me to have a voice. And as I tried to join Discord and, and, and Twitter and things, I did feel like a lot of circles had already been made. And, um, and I just, I couldn't figure it out. So, so as, I, as I researched more and more, I experimented collecting NFTs like on Ethereum, Solana, and things. But I, I eventually learned about Hedera by doing going down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos and discovering Lehman Baird, who is the inventor of the Hashgraph. And he has some old but still relevant videos that really convinced me of the technology. Just from, from a foundational perspective, I was blown, blown away by the technology, everything he explained in this Harvard um, video that you can easily find. And so... I just thought, okay, this is a great place to to research and potentially do some art. But when I when I looked into it more, the NFT scene was very, uh, let's say, uh, underdeveloped. You know, um, around the time I joined, the major wallet had um, kind of collapsed, and people were trying to figure out how to rebuild the NFT scene in Hedera. And so um, eventually Hashpack came up, which was perfect timing, and they've been iterating on their technology. And eventually, uh, and at that point, we didn't have a secondary marketplace for NFTs. But I, I had such conviction in the technology that I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and wait, build here, and and the technology in my mind will catch up because that's just that's what everyone thought. Everyone that was involved in this little community felt um, a lot of conviction that the technology would catch up, and it has. 
now and it's amazing because everything we thought would happen did happen we have a great secondary marketplace great wallet declas are coming online um a lot of a lot of cool stuff is happening and and projects like mine have popped up and brought a lot of attention to the network too so we're 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 getting there um the reason i go i go through all this is because hedera is not as popular as their, let's say blockchains wherever hashgraph but we're not as popular as other networks and so it's important to know that we've come a long way in a short amount of time i'm talking about january 2022 to now so it's just a few months and we've matured so fast and so um, what happened was I, I liked the technology, obviously. I thought I would have a voice here. I established a lot of friendships. Um, a, a lot of the projects in Hedera communicate with each other every day. We're like best friends in a sense. Um, and we're supporting each other's projects. That, that being said, anyone that's listening from Hedera, I'm sorry if I haven't been responding to DMs as much because it's just been so crazy since I launched. I mean, I, I, I get DMs all the time and, you know, there's... I, I, it's overwhelming, you know, the, the, what happens after you launch, but, but, um, but yeah, so we, we were, what I did was when I started in January, I was actually looking ahead and I, and I realized if this is a small network, we're going to need to get people over here. It's, it can't just be uh, the same H bar people um, trading NFTs to each other. We need to grow the, the, the pool of people, collectors and, and innovators and stuff. So from the very start, I was doing cross chain Twitter spaces, um, trying to meet people, and talking about my project before I had even really made any progress in my project. Um, I had started just a couple of drawings in January, but I was already talking about my plans to people from Cardano or Solana in, in smaller spaces. And that was a big part of my, I guess you can say strategy because 10 months later, some of those people were still around that I had talked to and they brought their communities over to, to Hedera and showed up real big uh, when it came to my mint. And when I, when I ended up minting, uh, whitelist and public a couple days later, we broke a ton of records. I mean, uh, uh, volumes that were unheard, uh, are unheard of on Hedera. We were in secondary volume a million per day for nine straight days. And uh, like you said, recently we broke, tw I think, 12 million. In total, that's not including, you know, the mint volume. So I think we, we've surpassed like 14 million HR total. Um, and we also saw like, a, I, I have a few collections. I have three actually. My, my Genesis collection is 14 NFTs called Hangry Heads, and one of them sold for 250,000 HBAR, which um, wow. something similar to what you'd see like a Board 8 Mutant, you know, type of level. So uh, I, I, it, it's just been amazing. Um, what the project is um, in general is, is uh, 4,444 supply of these um, baboons. They're, I call them Hangry Barboons. And it's a play on words, you know, hangry bar boons. The first letters are H bar on each word, if you put it together. So it's like a tribute to H bar. Um, and I just felt like I, what I, my intent with the project was to really capture NFT culture. Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a student of NFTs, really. I mean, I, I looked around me and, and I thought, well, what's popular? What, what really works on different chains? It seemed like every chain had their blue chip, quote unquote, project. And, and really, it seemed like the the aesthetics of a popular project where this three-quarter angle animal looking off to the side and there's a ton of derivatives but i i felt like some sort of an ape-like creature uh that had my own art style to it would would do the job of of getting a lot of eyeballs on hedera because i felt like we needed this type of artwork on the network and i, and I could provide it because i'm an artist so so um early on I actually had HR logos on the artwork, like it said Hedera on their shirts or HR on, on their hats and things, but I removed that 
because I, I also wanted to turn this into a brand. So I re I replaced all the HBAR logos and stuff with, with Hangry. So Hangry is like the brand. Um, I feel like there's a lot you could do with that. And um, my first, like I said, first collection was 14 Hangry heads. They're like these humanoid heads that I drew. And I airdropped them for free to the first four members of my Discord. So it was a gift. And then... Um, and then a, as a utility whitelist token, um, I collaborated with a member of our community called, uh, named uh, HBAR to the Moon. And we made these nice 3D coins uh, with a hangry barboon on them and a, and a banana on the opposite side that functioned as a whitelist token. And I, and I also see it as, as the project progresses, I can make that a VIP pass or utility pin, um, but that's a work in progress. But what, what that allowed me to do is give 444, there's a 40, 444 supply, but I, it allowed those people to have four mints for the Hangry Barboons. So, so it was a nice way to um, allow com the, the people who have been supporting me over the last 10 months to, hey, you get four, four mints if you want it guaranteed. And that was really nice. So that happened. And, and like I said, it's, it just blew up. It, it's been amazing. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to build. The great thing about Hedera is that it's very easy to collaborate with other projects, and there's a lot of developers that are willing to help you. So, so uh, I launched on Turtle Moon Launchpad. They're they're a great development team. There's another development team called HBar Space, and then there's 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 devs from projects that are willing to help out. So there's a lot of potential in the future to build on a good foundation uh, in Hedera. Um, that's that's been my experience. You know, I, in, in terms of my artistic background, I'm I'm inspired by like cartoons I work I watched growing up, particularly Ren and Stimpy. Um, there's a webcomic I used to like a lot called Penny Arcade, video game webcomic, and the artist, his name's Mike Krahulik. He he's like basically the main person that inspired me to become a digital artist. I uh, back in like 2009, I I came across him and I bought a digital tablet that he had and the same software, and I started practicing. So I, I've been really inspired by that artist in particular. And so the main idea, you know, is that Hedera is a great place, a, a great place for artists to succeed. It's, it's not, it's not like a place where you have to have like um, venture capital funding or, you know, a huge team to get off the ground. It, it the network is, is cheap. There's almost zero. To, I mean, it, the gas fees are non-existent almost. It's like fractions of a penny. So you can mint a huge 10 K collection for, for a few bucks. Um, it's fast and it's secure. And so it's a perfect environment for, for uh, launching a successful NFT project. And then there's a lot of technology around the ecosystem you can leverage. So I, I, forced, I had the foresight to see all that. Luckily it all came to be, and there's a lot to look forward in the future. Cool. I'm always, I'm always curious, like, uh, especially on H4 and, and smart chains, like what made you get into picking HBAR over other chains. Uh, but before we get into that, and you obviously took a early bet on HBAR, and it, uh, you definitely, as you said, got a, got a voice. I just want to welcome everyone yeah. joining us. Welcome, guys, to our uh, HBAR Friday. Uh, and Stallion, I saw that you joined us as well. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, doing great. Loving the space. Amazing. Amazing. So, Sold out. Sorry, TK, go ahead. Adam, he was talking about those hangry heads. I just did the math. Um, how much you think think one of those bad boys are? Give me a guess in let's say US dollar. Because I just did the conversion. Anybody? Anybody want to take a guess? Oh, with listed of... listed floor price? Well, I don't know if it counts for you, Stallion. I don't know. I don't know if I can take I don't know if I can take take your guess. You probably be spot on. <laughs> 
I will, uh, I will say about the hangry heads that uh, there's 14. I think only four have sold. Everyone else is uh, holding for now. Uh, and, and it's been sort of this escalation where I think the first one sold for like 50,000 each bar. The next one was around 77,000. And then the third one was like a trade of H bar and NFTs. And then the, the third one was, or the, the final last one was, was a kind of, you know, a little much higher. <laughs> so, so it's been sort of yeah, escalating. That, that Thirty-seven uh, five at the moment. Thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars is the lowest anybody wants of your buy, original collection. Just so, if if anyone didn't have, if, if they were curious, if like the people's faith in in you, it's a uh, thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars USD is the cheapest entry into your first edition. Like that's that's yeah, it's up there, right? That's, that's good. That's it's okay. Good. It's okay. Yeah, right. It's okay. Yeah. And let's see. One, one what, thing about. Um, Go ahead. It's like yeah, twenty seventy. One thing about for artists, it's it's really cool to get into NFTs because um, obviously right clicking and saving doesn't count. So I, I thought it was cool to get into an emerging technology where you can prove that you own digital artwork, uh, which I know that's obvious to all of us in here, but. I, I'm I'm pretty new to crypto in general. I mean, like I said, I've been into it like a year. So coming from like an Instagram world where people were stealing artwork and reposting it, uh, that like my medical stuff, it, it kind of blew my mind that that people cared about the actual original, like the original source of the artwork. Um, and 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 I I continue to find that fascinating. Like people, and people, it's it's funny that people are so sensitive against rugs and 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 fake people and. And stealing artwork, which I, I like that a lot. That's, that's one of the things I like a lot about about um, NFTs is that the community kind of rallies around authenticity. That's that's something I really like. So, what was it exactly you did before NFTs, and what 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 got you here? Like, how and why are you here? <laughs> uh, well, I. Um, and like I said, like in real in real life, I'm a healthcare provider, but I I've always had a, a I guess you could I don't know ambition towards art. I, I've always wanted to develop myself artistically. I, I'm a self-taught artist, and I just felt like NFTs were a great place to to take that risk. I mean, I'm, I I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. I mean, I, I continue to work throughout working on this NFT project. It's not like I I said ah oh, you know. I'm going to quit my job and go into crypto. I, I continue to work and try to be responsible, but I learned about, I learned about crypto and NFTs when Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook to Meta. That was like the thing that caught me on the news. And I was like, what's going on here? Why, why would you change your name to that? And then, and then I read in a news article about this kid. I think he made an NFT project on ETH called weird whales or something. And they were like these simple little whales and he became a millionaire from it. And I'm like, what's going on here? Why, why are people Weird buying whales. these little pictures? I haven't of... heard that in forever. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember that? So, yeah, I yeah, remember those are cool. weird whales. Um, are you still in healthcare or are you full-time in angry at the moment? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still healthcare. What, what happened was when, when, the, when uh, let me think. Not too long ago because of COVID and everything, I started doing more telemedicine. So I, I left, I, I, I'm not in the hospital anymore. I used to work in the hospital in cardiology. Um, so I, I was running around, you know, 
mainly with treating patients with heart rhythm issues, you know, if you need a pacemaker and things. Um, but uh, with the pandemic, a lot of things had to change. And then I transitioned to more of a telemedicine type primary care. So um, I continue to do that, but um, I do have, I work like around my schedule to do this NFT stuff. Um, and so what, what, what brought me to Hedera was I saw like that weird little thing. Then I learned about, you know, board apes and crypto punks and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, okay, so there's like this new, in my mind, I'm like, this is a new genre of art, like generative art where you produce thousands of images and layers. That's, that's like a new genre to me, like, like a genre of music. So I, I wanted to learn it. And so I, I researched the program you use and that's called hash lips uh, is the main one that I'm aware of. And I tried to learn JavaScript because it, at the at the time I learned about it, it did involve a little coding, and so I took like a little JavaScript bootcamp, um, which is unnecessary. But that's just sort of the type of person I am. I I wanted to understand well what I was getting into, um, and then so you I, don't do the coding and everything for the angry barboons. Well, there the cool thing is there's this this developer. His, he goes by his name's Daniel, I believe, and he goes by Hashlips. And he open sourced the code to do generative art. And so a lot of projects owe their success to this guy. <laughs> um, and so that, that's an open source. It basically, you have to create the art and everything and all the layers and understand how to piece them together. But, but the program, what it does is take all the layers and mixes and matches them by varying weights and spits out however many images you want uh, randomly. Um, you can specify like certain weights to like, if you want, for example, a certain mouth trait to appear more often than others, you can specify that in the code. Uh, and then that it, then it would help. So I, I remember back in January, I just wanted to know, is this possible? Am I able to do this? And I drew like a few traits for the hangry barboons, like, like maybe five variations of, of the mouth and, and, and eyes. And then I put it in and it worked. I, I got like two random worked and that it's possible and i remember running over to my parents house and, and showing them like I, I was able to make generative art and they're like what are you talking about what are these what are these monkeys so um that that was it like it was if, if, if i knew if i could make 20 i could make ten thousand. you know so so that was the sort of the the part where i was like okay i'll commit to this um and and why why Hedera was mainly like I said I didn't feel like I would be heard on Solana or Ethereum. In retrospect, maybe I would have because I, I I think I'm a good artist, but but um maybe not. You know uh, now uh, what what could if I if I say okay now I'm gonna go make a project on Solana I'd probably get attention, but but I I don't want to do that because I I believe in Hedera and and I'll continue working on Hedera. So you don't have intentions of going cross-chain? No, I mean, I. Uh, the only thing I would say is that I think in the future, there will be uh, interoperability between chains. And so it may be a situation where um, we have a, a thing called Hashport. And maybe, maybe an NFT through the Hashport service is um, transferred over onto another network or something. Um, but I don't plan on they minting nfts directly onto uh, another network for the foreseeable future i mean uh this this project is very time consuming and and so i have to focus on it you know
Adam, you had a question? Oh, oh, oh sorry. I was just praying. No, I'm sorry. I was about uh, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really curious about, because like two days ago or three days ago, we had the biggest sell-off in, especially Solana, but in crypto in like a long time. It was horrible. But uh, how did this affect HBAR and especially like HBAR NFTs? Because we even saw on Solana, like people just dumping their, their NFTs to, to get out of this. Um, and what do you think, like, of the if we come out of this bear market, something where will H bar be at that point? You didn't buy any other coins on that big dip when Solana caused that waterfall, Adam. Because I was told the day before by someone that may or may not be on stage, good luck getting H bar under five cents before the mint. And then um, good old Solana said, "Hold my beer, um, you'll be able to buy anything for forty percent cheaper." So um, yeah, I, uh, I may or may not have scooped some. Uh, H bar when Solana decided to take everybody on a wild ride. They, they may not be here, he said. They may or yeah. may not. I, I I bought into H when I joined uh, Hedera. I bought in at H bar around thirty five cents, and I was accumulating and accumulating. Um, people were like, "Hey, dollar cost average." I'm like, "I don't care about that. I'm just gonna buy in chunks." <laughs> and and, uh, and honestly, I don't care that the price has dipped to where it was. I think the high was around fifty cents. That was probably before my time. Um, well, if, if you want to feel any better, you can ask Adam his Solana entry. Yeah. Hey, hey, we don't talk about that. I think if you have conviction in the network you're building on, then none of this really matters, and uh, this is just a temporary dip, you know. And 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 honestly, like I said, I I uh, I still have my career. This wasn't something where I'm like oh, I'm gonna quit my job and put all my life savings into trying to. Uh, get rich off of HBAR or anything. Uh, I just felt like this was a great opportunity to develop as an artist and an emerging technology that was fascinating to me and, and, and building a community around it. Um, I don't expect HBAR to be four cents forever or whatever. And um, and it, and honestly, it's, it's not that... I mean, it's important. I guess we're all here to make money in a sense, but but um, it hasn't phased me and, I'm sh- and, and the... People who love HBAR, I don't think it's phased them either. I would agree. So, HBAR people are kind of tough. I don't know if that's, yeah, that's what I mean. every other quote-unquote... Well, because you guys aren't a blockchain, so I don't know if that's why all the other blockchains give you guys such a hard time with the HBAR community. I mean, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough in my eyes, but uh, welcome, Hashback. Um, how are you? Sorry very good. Understand. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, Hangry. Hi, Stallion. Hi, Adam. Yeah, Stallion and Adam, we were speaking a, lot, a little bit yesterday, but I mean, I think that with, if, if anything, I mean, Hangry, you'll probably agree with me over the past, what is it, like 72 hours, people on, on, on Hedera in general are just kind of you know, like, we do, we're just here for the tech, and like, I feel like everyone here has a very long-term view um on the ecosystem so to be honest like i'm just like i feel like for the most part what i'm hearing is just i'm seeing this as an opportunity and a lot of people are talking about this as an opportunity i mean there's obviously things that ftx was not doing right but you know i mean if you're looking at a 10 years perspective and you kind of just forget then this is just a bleep right i mean it's it's it's, it's, it's relative i don't feel any of that panic solve pressure or anything it's just like I'm just watching and the price goes down and I'm just idly watching like oh it's down today it's yeah it's totally. down today and, up tomorrow maybe yeah I mean there's this, this running joke that before all of this I mean HBAR was practically a, 
you know, a stable coin at six cents. So like, uh, like five cents. So like, you know, it's, it's, I feel like most people don't even really care that much. I mean, you know, if you're looking at a 10 year perspective, then potentially, but you know, I mean, we just saw gangsters paradise um, sell out in the midst of everything. And that's absolutely incredible. So like, you know, the people that are here, yes, of course, you know, some of them might've gotten hurt by the, you know, the fall of FTX, which is very unfortunate, but at the same time, I mean, people are just focused, you know, and, and I mean, the, I mean, most, a lot, probably there's a lot of people taking this as an opportunity to buy, to buy some NFTs, to pick up some NFTs for the low. Oh, I would 100% like that. And I don't know if that was really, really good that that happened because everyone was able to buy stuff cheaper for Gangster's Paradise to sell out. But either way, that is impressive that, I mean, in this market, you know, I mean, you hear what? A couple things sell out in a day, most taken of a week, and I mean, and that's that's in blockchains across the board, you know. For to see some good come out of, you know, a big dip, and that's another thing I don't hear a lot of complaining about the price from anyone I talk to in Hedera because I talk to people in all blockchains. So it's I mean I don't know if that's usually it people is, are like excited. Yeah, like, like they, oh, they great really are excited, <laughs> but. Will the community win at $7, $12, $30, $100 still be that into the technology and not the price at that time? Because then it'll be more people. Um, well, I'd say that for that, I mean, it's hard to speculate on that front. But, you know, to get it to that type of price, like you'd have to see, you know, tens of millions of people join the network. And then really what we're trying to do here is instill the, this, like, almost like cold, like, community culture that we have built so people just kind of you know see it like as, as you know as Henry was saying or as I was saying earlier you know the deck's incredible I mean and really I mean with all of this happening like there's like perfect on timing really and I don't know who was saying this but like it's actually kind of funny because well, as FTX was dropping like crazy uh, and a use case came online testing on mainnet and we were seeing around 5,000 transactions per second and I think we processed around 48 million transactions in in less than 48 hours I don't know less than 24 hours sorry so also like this week I mean Apex Legends will be using um, Hedera the Hedera consensus service on their game and I just feel like I mean the good thing about Hedera is that since we also have that enterprise focus right we said like on top of all the community like if any like governing council members starts doing stuff you know, a lot of people in Hedera call it a step function. Then it's really like, I mean, people people will just stay here. It's like, you know, it's like buying Apple in the 90s. It's like, you know, Apple has been great since pretty much like, you know, the Apple II. And there's people that has never sold. So, I mean, as, you know, to your question, I think that as it grows, it's probably going to be harder to keep up the community rolling all the same, in the same direction. But, you know, that's what we will try to do as projects in the network and I think you'll probably agree with me on that. Open yeah, I think that way. We, the community has like this joint goal of, of bringing, of onboarding people. Um, and so that's, that's essentially a mission of every project is to do their best to educate others, like doing these types of spaces and getting people over here and, and open their eyes to, to, to the beauty of Hedera. Sometimes I wonder like, why is it that I came here kind of as a, a regular kind of worker bee? You know, I was I was just in the healthcare system and then I 
kind of stumbled around and found Hedera, but it doesn't seem like a lot of other people have that journey, so to speak. They they either ignore crypto or they're ending up on other networks, um, so to speak. Like like even like uh, the recent Solana migration to Aptos, and I'm like, I'm wondering why peop- more people aren't giving Hedera a chance. Um, but, I was but I just think- thinking that, like going yeah. off what you guys were saying, because, well, it's because... I haven't looked that much into it because Hedera is not a blockchain, correct? But you guys are held to the same standards as every other coin that is a blockchain, right? Yeah, Hedera has a different way of coming to consensus, but in effect, it's doing the the same thing from a user's experience that a blockchain is doing. But it's not a technical blockchain, is it? The way like the actual... Layering, it's like, like a, it's like zero like works or whatever. It's like a, it's like a, for lack of a better word, it's like a, a graph of blockchains that that can communicate and uh, can achieve, say, consensus faster and safer than say, uh, say Solana, which is a leader-based blockchain system. Exactly, and on that, on top of that, I mean, since we have we are leaderless, we like uh, Hedera has the highest, like version of security theoretically possible, which is the ABFT. I'm sure you, many of you guys have, have heard of it. And basically, you know, that stands for asynchronous Byzantine um, fault tolerance system. Um, and, you know, how you can scale and all of that using the gossip about gossip protocol, it just basically makes it extremely fast. And you also have to consider that, you know, right now it is blocked at 10 transactions per second but if sharding is implemented then i mean i don't know what the, i mean i don't even want to spe- speculate but i'm thinking about like you know hundreds of thousands of transactions per second and but yeah i mean it's technically it's it's not on blockchain but it's a dlt and all you know all the you know all blockchains are dlt so it's like it just falls within the same kind of bucket Mitchell, um, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. How are you? I saw your hand was up. Sorry, we go at tangents here and jump all over the place because it's 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 nice learning it, and I've seen you around. How are you? No, it's all good, man. Thank you for having me up. I just wanted, I mean, most of what I was going to say was uh, already said by the panel here, so they took sort of my, uh, my fire. But I, what I wanted to add about the blockchain is you can't have another transaction until that blockchain is finished, and, and that's the problem with blockchain versus the hash graph you could have multiple transactions occurring at the same time, all being filled and being on consensus versus a blockchain. You can't create the next blockchain until that blockchain is finished with that transaction. And that's why it's much slower than a hash graph. Now, technically speaking, a hash graph is a DAG. And what a DAG basically is, is a layer zero. I'm not sure if you guys um, understand what a layer zero is, but basically you can run all the layer ones on top of a of a layer zero. Now, we classify ourselves just for the general public as a layer one, but technically speaking, the hash graph is a layer zero. Um, regarding the current, let's say, environment that we have in crypto, and, and I know you guys already heard it, but while the market was basically crashing, and yes, Hedera's price was pushed down because of the influence of the environment of the current crypto um, section or you know industry, um, we, I mean, we were still processing as a hash more within a span of nine hours, more transaction than what Bitcoin and Hedera to include Polygon does in a month. So if, if you take that into consideration, what they were able to process in nine hours, which is the equivalent of three chains, that just gives you an idea how quickly and efficient the hash graph is. 
Now, as we know, blockchain is a 15 to 16-year-old technology. I don't know about any of you, but I'm no longer using a beeper or a Motorola. So with that being said, that's basically what blockchain is. It's just an old technology, very good technology, but it's an old technology and very slow. Uh, most of us either have a Galaxy or an iPhone, and that's what it's currently a hash graph. Basically, it's much quicker, um, much faster to finality. Um, most transactions, if you ever use your hash pack, within seconds, you have your NFT. Within seconds, your transaction occurs. Um, no refreshing is needed, which makes the hash graph simpler and quicker to use. Uh, regarding the current NFT, I mean, we have one project that adjusted its pricing, uh, which, I mean, they're, they're here, which is the Gangster's Paradise. Um, you know, they have one mint price. They had to adjust the mint price much higher. The community accepted it, knowing that the HBAR price dropped and they still sold out. We have one project that's basically um, minting today, and they're, they're about to sell out the moment they go public. And we have a third project that's going out that looks like it's also minting out. So we have three projects minting out within a time frame of 48 hours. So that just tells you the current environment and support that you have from the community. Uh, with that being said, guys, I'll step down. I just wanted to help out, you know, a little bit, but most of the guys covered. Oh no, you what can't. I was you can't say. step down. You can't step down after that grenade. Uh, you gotta okay. stay up here for a minute because we got. questions coming from that. He said no, all beautiful. the other blockchains are the old pair of shoes. Um, well, it's not, it's we, not we, we should jump into these new H graphs and you know kick the old Nikes to the side. Is what I was hearing. That. Well, I mean, you, Nikes, you might be right about that. Nikes, Nikes, Nikes are well. You can put them on. You're still gonna run, right? It's still going to get you to the finish line, but you might have a little bit of, of scar tissue. You may have a little bit of, of bruising, ankle, maybe a little chin splint. It'll get you to the finish line, but if you put on those good Brooks, if you're a runner, you know what Brooks are. You're going to run with Brooks. You're not going to run with Nike. So blockchain is Nike. They look pretty. They're efficient. They'll get you to the finish line, but they're not Brooks. If you're a, if you're a long, you know, if you're a cross-country runner, you're going to use some Brooks. They're, they're, they're fitted for the foot. They support the ankle. You know what I mean? They give you the correct foot support so that when you make it to the finish line, your feet are not all beat up. It's just basically, guys, we, I mean, we, we got to come to a conclusion, right? Blockchain is, a, is good, but you can't create one block without the other block being finished. You can't. And if you do, you end up forking the system. You don't want to fork the system because then what? You have two live chains running next to each other, which becomes a security issue. So that's why blockchain well, forever, I don't want to say forever because you can always use the layer two, but still with a layer two, you can't continue one block without that block finishing. Um, where imagine having multiple blocks, multiple commands, and multiple transactions all occurring within the same time. That's what a hash graph gives you. It's basically you could throw as many transactions at the same time, and they're all going to get basically to a final without one transaction depending on the other. So what's the downfall then? Why why is it four cents? Why is it four cents? Well, it's 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 a matter of marketing because like well, graph. I, I oh. also I have yeah I mean why is it four cents? Because we don't see you know a lot of a lot of uh, the other chains have seen a lot of um, institutional investment, right? I mean all the VCs um, have. I mean why aren't VCs in? Their because, new age graph shoes, and why are they still running around okay. doing nice? So, so I, I'm a former VC, and I protected, uh, I protected Hedera, you know, to the max. But why? Because up until nine months ago, we didn't have a DeFi. We only didn't have DeFi. You were doing like basically peer-to-peer -peer transfers for NFTs. But in just the past nine months, we have four marketplaces, 
four or three. Yeah. Um, we have like I think it's like six DeFi like about like swaps. Um, we have a staking provider with Stater, and it's honestly just because like what VCs are looking for is that user base. And right now, like for for Hedera, like we're just we're just waiting to have that base layer very well done. Like if, if you look into it, like Hedera hasn't even done any marketing. Like just this 2022, Hedera started going to all the different, and I'm talking to Hedera about like in terms of the, the network themselves. But in 2022, it was the first year that they started to go to consensus, to to all these different um, conventions or you know whatever you want to call it, and they they waited this long because they were waiting on having the base extremely solid. So, to your question, it's like it makes sense that VCs were going to Ethereum or Solana because there was millions of users within Hedera. They're still like it, it's still in its nascency, right? I mean, Hedera came out in 2018. Like you know, it, it, it's taken a very long it's taken a very long time, but. You know, now we have all this 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 applications built on top of it that will allow to bring all these new people in. I mean, Henry was talking just before what was it? In January, December, there was that fallout with the wallet, and I mean that kind of just shook the entire system, right? I mean, patches. I think you were in here earlier. I mean, you were talking about yesterday about Turtle Moon coming out because it was just simply a need for the community and. You know the community are basically building all these tools, and it takes a while. So, um, I mean, we heard about Hangry just hopping into Hedera in December or, or or January. I mean, I've been around Hedera since twenty nineteen, and I mean, in twenty nineteen, like if 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 it we're in its nascency now, like we were just like, um, yeah. I mean, we we didn't. Yeah, it, it was extremely extremely rare to find people that knew about Hedera. So, I guess I hope that that kind of answers the question. But if anyone else has yeah. any. Yeah, I, I see that that, that question. Um, I want to welcome Brandon, Tony. Let's go, Brandon, uh, Stallion, then Tony. How are you guys? Hey, doing good. Um, first time up speaking on these spaces. Really appreciate you uh, hosting these HBAR spaces. This is great. Um, yeah, I wanted to speak to a couple of things. So, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know me, I've been in you know the Hedera ecosystem and an HBAR investor in the NFT ecosystem for a couple of years now. Um, I do a weekly news show on Sundays, but a couple of things I just wanted to jump off of the topics that we're talking about and kind of why HBAR is where it's at is, I mean, off the top as well, really most altcoins will call them generally follow the market anyways. Most of them don't have the steam to make a move on their own. That's just kind of the way it is as well. But um, I think speaking more broadly to, I think the disconnect that Hedera has, because there are pros and cons to every approach, right? One of the cons is, Hedera's approach, they've made very clear, and the, the, the inventor of the hash graph algorithm, the co-founders, they've said, we're trying to develop a 100-year organization. Um, Hedera governed by a governing council. You've heard the spiel, all those kinds of things. So you have an entity with a 100-year mind, mindset in a market that thinks in 15-minute <laughs> increments, and that's a bit of a disconnect. And I think that that's a reason why, in the short term, Hedera's kind of been, it's felt like it's been a little bit outside of everything. So there's downsides to that for sure. And I think that's what we're speaking to. But the upside to that is something that we saw um, recently, obviously, with, with the whole FTX thing and the crypto markets. And we've seen in the past before. And that 100-year mentality approach led Hedera to, to, make, to make certain decisions early on and even presently that, again, go against the grain of what people expect. One of those decisions was highlighted today by one of the co-founders, Mance Harmon, uh, previously the CEO of, of Hedera. Now there is no CEO of Hedera. But what he stated is when they were initially 
um, doing their raise, not for an, an ICO, but for a SAF. Today, I didn't do an ICO. They obviously accepted payments in Ethereum and Bitcoin and immediately converted those to cash. They got a lot of flack for that. Um, and that definitely went against the grain of you know what people expect from a crypto project. But where it, with the state that everything's in right now, with Hedera controlling the treasury, all the HBARs, and uh, very little HBAR on exchanges, that kind of long-term thinking, you can, you can now see the upside of those things. With so many enterprises developing on Hedera, enterprises aren't generally affected by the crypto market. So you're seeing this incredible, these incredible waves, um, as Hashpack was saying, um, just with development, TPS, all these kinds of things coming online. Um, and just another note that's, a, that's also tangible, kind of jumping off of that uh, more into the NFT ecosystem, talking to what um, um, Mitchell was talking about in regards to layer one versus layer, layer zero, those types of things. Another thing to do with this kind of long-term thinking versus short-term thinking is on Hedera, um, we have fixed fees, right? So network fees don't fluctuate. It's really easy for enterprises to project what something is going to cost, which is really important to them. Just like they go, AWS is going to cost us this much for the year. The Hedera network is going to cost us this much for the year. They can't really do that with other networks easily. Um, and on NFTs, royalties are obviously really important. That's definitely a hot button issue across the ecosystem with marketplaces, um, you know, kind of changing the rules. On Hedera, most NFTs don't use smart contracts. They can, but they don't because they're minted to the layer one, right? HBAR itself, all the other kind of tokens in the Hedera ecosystem and the NFTs are minted to the same layer, which also means that the royalties on those NFTs are controlled by the network not the marketplace, not a smart so contract. So is everyone minting the contract like you can do in ETH on Hedera? So that, when you mint... kind of the same thing? Yeah, so when you mint an NFT on Hedera, um, for example, my NFT project, when I mint an NFT on Hedera, I'm not minting it through a smart contract. I'm not minting it um, in a way that you might be familiar with on another network. I would use something like um, some JavaScript interfacing with the Hedera SDK, and I would mint it right to the layer one um, so all of the benefits that HBAR has, my NFTs would have as well, same kind of low fees. So for example, to mint a 10,000 NFT collection, it costs about $78. And that's never going to change because the network fees are denominated in US dollar and, you know, asterisks to that. If something were to happen to the US dollar, the governing council can make determinations and peg network fees to a different um, currency. So you have that consistency um kind of right at the layer one so that's i think why sometimes people refer to hedera as kind of almost like a layer zero uh, but yeah those are kind of like just some other things i wanted to mention just jumping off the conversation happy to answer any other questions super awesome to be here um this is a awesome spaces shout out to hangry stallion all the usual suspects great people oh yeah feel free hang in we're um we've been adam and i in the pod we've <clears throat> adam's more solana He's that Solana Maxi. I like to go everywhere. I like to play in all sorts of areas. And HBAR has been getting thrown at us for quite some time now. And with <clears throat> Solana, you know, once again, hold my beer. We don't know what's going to go on with Solana. Hey, I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. Dude. I'm really trying. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. Uh, but, and the HBAR community, I mean, it's, at least on Twitter, you guys roll deep and hard and it's positive. I mean, it's good to see. I mean, it, or six cents, you know, I mean, there's, there's people having a good time here. So um, just again, speaking to that price, and I think one of the reasons why the HBAR community is so um, 
maybe you'd say enthusiastic, right? Is um, obviously we've we've been on a wave of price action, but again, if you were to overlay the H bar charts over top of any other altcoin chart, it effectively would look the same. It's probably the same. They all right. move together. They go up together. They go down together. One crashes. They all crash. That's why I exactly. Adam, but you didn't buy any H bar. Knowing the gangster's paradise meant yeah. the next day after, I was like, oh, I hit up Sally and I was like, how much is it for one of these? Um, since now I can buy it below five cents. He may not, may not have been the guy that told me that. Um, but uh, yeah. What's but up, just just another point to that is something that doesn't look the same is if you were to overlay kind of the chart of innovation, as Hashpack was saying, is over the last year, we've seen HBAR effectively go from zero to 60 in regards to value on the network. Multiple DEXs going from zero to 100, you know, tens of millions of, of US dollars of total value locked, massive activity, massive TPS, many use cases from community, NFT, marketplace to massive enterprise. Um, and so when you look at those two things, there's a sharp contrast to that where you go, wow, so the price is being dragged down by the market, but the value of the network continues to go up at an exponential rate. So I, I think that, that. I'd, right? I've seen a lot of builders, a lot of, I mean, you guys have over and over and it's, it's, it's hard. It's weird to think that, you know, H bar has only been around about four years now. Yeah. Like, so wow. that's the thing. That's what I think why people are so excited, but also there's this ethos in Hedera because we're kind of a patchwork from some Solana folks some people from other networks, from XRP, but also we learn so much from the other networks. One of our key marketplaces is modeled after a Solana marketplace, so we learn a lot. So it's that excitement also paired with the ethos of no network has to fail for Hedera to succeed. There are also many things that Hedera can do to plug into Solana to fix certain issues that Solana has. And there's other things that we can learn from those networks and bring to Hedera. So we're, we're kind of, it's one of those situations where we're stronger together. We're just excited to talk about these things. Preach that from the rooftops to all fucking blockchains. Preach that they can all work together. They can all survive. You know, Cardano, even though don't, uh, don't at me on that one. I said it. I said what I said. Um, we're going to move right past that. Stallion, how are you, my man? Oh, never better, my friend. Never better. So in the midst of all this, Gangster's Paradise decided to go ahead with our mint yesterday. So while the market was crashing, we sold out in under 55 minutes, which was absolutely wild. The volume on the secondaries has been unreal. We're approaching a 2x, the mint price uh, on the secondaries today. Uh, I don't think this, I mean, this could not have happened in any other community in, in this environment. So the Hedera community came through in a big way. It's Hangry not happening. Came through. In Hangry community. came through in a big way as well. The H bar, or the Hangry Barboons, that whole community, the Dead Pixels community, the Creamies community, so many of these communities came through with us for us on Mint Day. And we are incredibly appreciative. And we we now view as our, our core ethos doing everything we can to continue to onboard new users to Hedera and to continue to grow the network and the user base. Uh, so just a huge thank you to everybody that showed up for Gangster's Paradise. Oh, and congratulations to you guys. I don't know if that's been said here yet, but congratulations. Like, you meant it out in less than an hour in a shit time. And, you know, in the middle, hopefully, close to the end, but we'll go ahead and say middle of the bear market. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it's almost over. Um, but, yeah, congratulations to you and the team. You guys uh, definitely deserve it. Like, that is no easy feat on any blockchain to mint out with what's going on right now across the board. Congratulations, well, you guys. Well, well, thank you, man. The relief of knowing that we can move forward without any issues uh, and 
you know, build out a little, be an entire ecosystem ultimately uh, on the Hedera network. And this is, it could not be more exciting. The mood of our, our team chat has been just elated since, since the mint. Everybody was nervous because this was a make or break moment for us. And it, it looks like the future is pride, gangster's paradise. And all of you are welcome to the family. I love it. I love it. Um, Tony, how are you? Are you with me, Tony? I know it was kind of a long delay. How are you, my man? No, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, I, I was down there. I was down there. Listen, I got triggered. I got triggered. Um, so I, I came up. I had some statements. There was still, there were, look, I, I want to start saying that I'm not a blockchain. I don't have any favorite um, chain to operate. I don't, I don't have any favoritism. I'll pack my little bags and move to any chain. Um, but I do have chains that I prefer. I, I do have chains that I'm quite confident on and whatnot. Um, just like uh, just a reference, obviously there's a, there's a huge audience here. Uh, just a reference, like I, I think you asked why I was um, six six cents the top for Hedera. And what's what's really for me like when I when I look at it and, and I want to get in, the one thing I keep I keep um, asking is uh, this is a Hedera space, so I'm not I'm not trying to start a fight with. Hedera. But I'm gonna ask, um, like, why, why is the why is uh why is Hedera not receive release the code, you know? And that's you know I understand why you don't want to compare yourself to blockchains, because on a blockchain the ethos is um code is you know Hedera code is, is open source by the way. Just to but, clarify that. No, it's it's open source, but the code the code itself is not is not um public, so you can't you can't you know you can't see the code. You can't uh, maybe um build on top of it or maybe fork it. Like soft forks. I, I don't know um, if that's the case. Like, for example, Phantom is a fork of the Hedera network, but I think Brandon might be able to speak more intelligently to this. Yeah, um, yeah. The 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 code base is you can you can view it on GitHub, and one of the purposes um, of Hedera is, um, as you know, permissioned nodes and permissionless nodes are added to the network. Um, one of the one of the unique things about Hashgraph, and and one of the things you're going to be able to utilize is. Right now, we have the main net, right? We have the hash graph that everyone knows. But in the future, what you're going to be able to do is, let's say, for example, um, a group of banks or a group of DEXs or a group of NFT projects want to start their own hash graph. They can take that code, start their own hash graph that can send state proofs to the main net, and they can create their own rules, their own governance, their own tokens, their own fees for that special hash graph. So you'll be, it'll kind of be what's called the shared worlds concept. And this was kind of all part of the vision for Hedera. So because of that, and just kind of what's available online, you can definitely go um, and get the code for the hash graph and spin up your own hash graph, which has been done, aka Phantom. And it's open source. So you can you can definitely do those things. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, no, no guys, that's what you guys said. Um, the hash graph. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll find a way to trigger because um yeah you can get the code for the hash graph uh like like you know the the front the front that everybody's building on and um Phantom is a spin off of that um, um the base layer behind that is what I was talking about more um the base layer that allows you to be able to do that springboard that you just described there but holy bad um six cents again the question is um when Hedera went to around forty six forty six cents um above thirty cents uh, the supply was incredibly low um. When you look at a 50 billion dollar, 50 billion, 50 billion um, token supply fully diluted, uh, that's a that's a hefty amount. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm not sure when that's being released. Uh, again, like when I'm when I'm looking at it, doing my little research, and like, oh, would I would I jump into this token? Am I gonna get a two or three X out of this? Because at the end of the day, I'm a trader. I'm a trader. I don't um, I appreciate whatever's gonna appreciate the most. Um, so when I look at that, I'm like, right, there's 25, 25 billion Hadira in supply, um, 50 billion still, um, uh, 25 billions outstanding, which gives it a total of 50 bills. That's that's a lot of price movement. Um, a dollar that would be uh, almost 10x the value of Solana. Uh, if there was to go to a dollar on fully diluted market cap. So I think the six cents is, is low. I think definitely you could see maybe 12 cents, maybe 14 cents. But when we start talking above above a dollar for Hedera, uh, I would need to see something super impressive for those prices. I, I think if we see the US CBDC or other major CBDCs come online, the sky's the limit. I could see Hedera with 100 billion market cap under the right conditions. We might actually see a bunch of projects at 100 billion market cap because 100 billion dollars in let's say five years isn't going to be worth 100 billion dollars today, uh, especially at this rate of inflation. So I could see, I could definitely see Hedera going to a dollar or two dollars or more in the right climate, in the right say bull and not financial advice. It is definitely, definitely pretty cheap right now. I'm not saying there's not another leg down for crypto, but as somebody that likes the dollar cost average towards the bottom, I personally would be making purchases at this this level. No, no, definitely. But let's let's cap it at a trillion, a trillion, a trillion dollar market cap. Let's cap it at that. In that ecosystem, the whole cryptocurrencies are a trillion dollar. You you're, you're, I just I definitely believe we'll go to the five, six, seven trillion as well. And I think everybody will get to those levels. Um, obviously like we're in a very small ecosystem. I think there's three hundred million users of crypto. Guys, that's that's nothing. Uh, another 300 million and we'll all 2x immediately um, the market cap. So we are super early. I mean, within the trillion. Um, right, Brandon, Brandon, did that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to say um, something that you might find helpful, Tony, is um, on the Hedera website, just as part of your research. Um, Hedera does publish um, the release schedule for HBARs out of the treasury, um, also summarizing their SAFs distributions. And also you can see the uh, minutes from all the governing council meetings, so all the different committees and um, elements of the network govern governance of conversations they're having, opinions, um, initiatives underway, um, and then also the HIP proposal, so you can see different um proposed elements of the network to be added. So it's pretty transparent into what to expect and a lot of that's priced in. And then again, I'll just reiterate in regards to price, overlay the overlay the chart of any other altcoin and it's pretty much the same. It's kind of just the, the standard market action. I think the continual value added to the Hedera network um, will get it in a position to make a move on its own, which we have seen in the past. So I expect that. No, no, no I, everything will move. Hedera will move. Hedera will move. Um, but I'm saying, like, look, if you compare that to Ethereum, like uh, Sally was saying, if you compare that to Ethereum, which has now just turned deflationary again, and then when the bull market comes up, it will, it will become a little bit more um, deflationary. Uh, in 10 years, there'll be less less Ethereum than there is um, now, and the price will grow. So will the total market cap of crypto. So you know, when you're when you're looking at it like that, um, I think Phantom is also looking into becoming deflationary as well. Uh, these tokens will will reduce in supply. And the demand will increase as more people enter crypto. Um, but whereas some of these tokens are still distributing, um, you see the Hadera distribution is it is it leaked? Um, like is it leaked uh, on a daily basis, like a, a drip feed 
of the staked dirham, or is it um, dropped in lump sums? You know, I've seen that from chains. That's uh, my least favorite one. Well, it's great if you're trading it. If you if you get in the bay, it's dropped. But yeah, which which one is it, Brandon? Is it is it drip fed into the ecosystem, or is it dropped on, in chunks? Uh, there's a release schedule. Um, I don't believe it's it's as you say drip fed, um, but I also don't believe it's it's dropped because it is anticipated. So you can see um, what's going to be coming up. Um, but again, I mean that's one of the things about Hedera, right? Is as as it's been highlighted in the spaces is they do things very differently than what's conventional to what we've seen in the crypto space. So it's really again, if it doesn't align with your investment goals, then you know it's not every crypto is for everybody. You know. So, what would it take for HBAR to explode? Or is there anything that could happen on the network, or anything you guys are either working on? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. I was just going to say, um, we we've seen it. I'll give you two examples. So, one example is something that we saw where um, a use case that is coming online, um, which I believe is um, a use case from Avery Dennison, one of the uh, largest supply chain management um, uh, platforms out there that most of the major brands use. And they have a platform called Atma.io. It basically allows in real time for carbon offset credits to be applied to either parts of or complete products on the supply chain. Um, and the TPS that that drives is something that we've seen in testing um, last week, which was about you know three to 700 TPS, uh, which are real transactions, consensus transactions. Um, and if that use case comes online, which is supposed to in the next couple of weeks, that's going to definitely draw some eyeballs. Um, and this network is designed to be run at tens of thousands of transactions per second. Um, and the other example is um, the Visa network, right? Runs at about, I'd say, you know, what is it like 10 to 70,000 transactions per second. The per transaction, the Hedera network is 74 times more power efficient, you know, carbon friendly than the Visa network. So there still is room to improve with even some of these traditional centralized systems. So there's so many value propositions and so many enterprises building on the network. I think that we've already seen those things happen on the network to cause this. And I think that what we're waiting on right now is just general um, market sentiment and just folks from other networks trying out what we have, you know, try making a swap on a DEX like Saucer Swap, try buying an NFT on a marketplace like Zeus Market and kind of just see how fast it is. There's no gas. Um, it's, you know, ABFT. So it's incredibly secure, three seconds to finality. Um, so just feeling those things, I think that um, definitely... Um, you know, we're going to see some interesting things happen soon. Wow, we have been at this over an hour already. Um, Adam, um, what's going on? So, what's up? We can uh, have these conversations for days. This hour went by so fast. Like, what the hell? I still, I still yes. want to go. I still, I want to know more. There's so much, there's so much to know about this, uh, Shane. Like, Brandon, I want to thank you so much. I would love to have you uh, back on and just question, like, you obviously have a, not a lot of knowledge in uh, this uh, Shane. And I want to thank the entire uh, HBAR community and all of you just showing up and listening to this. Um, it's amazing. We're definitely going to keep doing these HBAR Fridays. I have a list of like 10 projects uh, I want to invite for the HBAR project, uh, the HBAR Fridays. We'll try to get through them one by one. Uh, I know we started questioning you, uh, Hangry, um, and this was this was uh, actually meant for you. I want to ask you, like, did you get enough time before we go to Tony. Did you get enough time to share what you wanted to share today? Or is there anything else that you wanted to share today? Oh, I appreciate that. I, 
I think in general, you know, I'm, I'm one of many good projects on the network and um, I, I come from the artist perspective and I'm surrounded by great artists and developers. And so this, this conversation is important. Um, and I'm glad you guys are going to continue this on, on Fridays because what you'll see is like a lot of the same faces showing up because we've been here for, for a long time. And, and uh, I'm ex that's, that's something I'm excited about. Yes, please yep. come back, all of you. Like, this is, this is great. This is how we all learn, and we put this out on as many platforms as we can to teach everybody everything you guys are telling us to get it out there for everybody else. So we definitely have to keep these H4 products. God, man, it's an hour and a half already. This yeah. is amazing. Thank you, guys. Tony, did you have anything else you wanted to, to share? Yeah, I just wanted to ask Brandon. Um, is... Is HBAR vegan friendly? I, I, I opened my first HBAR wallet um, last uh, two weeks ago, and I was, I was, I was welcomed very well. I enjoyed it. Uh, and I went to Zeus, and I was overwhelmed. I, I was overwhelmed. Um, it's just this token association before anything can proceed. I love it. It, sounds, it literally sounds like a ledger, like HBAR sounds like a ledger. Like, I've got to accept the token to come to my wallet before it comes to my wallet. That's like, I can't get dumped on. Um, but it... It limits a lot of um, ingenuity. For example, we've got a project on Solana now, which is uh, talking about they're going. To, you can create brains using the the rug NFTs that you're sent to your wallet, and these brains are like uh, you know they're worth like 0 0.5, 0 0.6 or something. Um, but it's like I know it's, 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 you've invested a solution for a problem that shouldn't exist. But um, there's so many more aspects that come with having an open wallet. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw what what um, Vitalik was saying the other day. Uh, he's a man who's inundated with a billion tokens a day. And he was just trying to come up with a solution of how best these tokens can be used, how best um, people can, can can send him things and not waste money. Because he's as, as much as receiving drugs, uh, he's also receiving genuine money, like uh, tokens that mint out and as a homage or some kind of uh, publicity stamps, they, they, they drop in 30, 40K US dollars. Um, and he just says, hey, I want to I donate this to charity. Um, but that wouldn't be possible if his wallet was locked uh, and there's been loads of projects where the LPs just dropped and the token is dropped and you've got to get in there fast, you know? Um, so is it, is it DGEN friendly? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, you know, I'm, I'll mint anything, but if I've got to associate a code and then I got to look for the code, kind of takes the sting out of it. You think? Oh, I, I'm really happy that you brought this up because um, I'll, I'll just quickly touch on two things. So you're correct. You know, it's really important that we have, that associate feature and that kind of level of consent on the network. So you can't receive things to your wallet you, that you don't want to receive, um, which is really important. If you look at, you know, for example, companies like Ubisoft or LG or Boeing or IBM that are, you know, on the governing council for Hedera, if they're operating a use case where they need to utilize a wallet, like for example, with LG, with their new art labs, NFTs, tying into their NFTs that are minted on Hedera, they, an enterprise definitely doesn't want to receive things that they don't consent to in their wallet. It may actually cause them to break the law, all sorts of different things like that. But yeah, Hedera is super degen friendly. And, and in fact, if you go to your hash pack and you go to the settings for your account, you can open what are called auto associate slots. So you can tell the network, I want to open up, let's say five or 500 auto associate slots to my wallet that would just allow up to that amount I specified to just be thrown in my wallet. Um, but a middle ground to that is if you're on a DEX, like let's say Saucer Swap, some of the um, features facilitated by a technology called Hash Connect from HashPack that allows some of these dApps to communicate, 
handle a lot of that for you through the user interface of just turning things into a little button click. It makes it easy. Um, so, and there's also a DAP browser right inside of Hashpack. So is Hedera DGen friendly? Absolutely. You can go completely nuts on the network. There's all sorts of different wacky coins you can trade on DEXs and all those types of things. But also, is it super safe and enterprise grade? Yes, as well. And you have the control to decide how you want to experience the network. Random, I'm going to send you a DM where we can get this. An entire episode of just you and, and some of the smart people in here, like Tony. No, no, there's, the more, there's, there's more smarter people than me. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I, I do Mitchell the news, so I'm up to date on it. Hey guys, yeah, I, I thought I rugged, man. I, I didn't hear anybody. Um, so I pulled myself out of the room and came back in. I just got the last wind of what you guys were saying. Brandon, you could talk a little bit about Hashcore. I mean, there's 31 coins there, more than half. Um, I wish they were in the space so they could explain it, how you could wrap it and bounce it back and forth between, let's say, Avalanche. If you have a product that's Avalanche, you want to bring it over to Hedera, you could wrap it. And they're also having the NFTs where you could have um, uh, Avalanche, NFT, wrap it with the H bar and have it in your wallet. Um, they're working on that right now, and that's 31 points. So that shows you Hedera is willing and pushing forward the you know the cross chain aspect. We're we're just gonna we're just about to wrap this up, Mitchell. But I promise you, we're gonna make an, an episode where we talk uh, you guys uh, just in depth, dive into everything that's going on 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 H bar and all the technicals. Uh, and Tony as well. I'd love to have you on to question these guys more. Everybody, bring all of those people, bring all those coins you were talking about. Let's 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 get all the brains together and learning shit together. I love it. Thanks everyone so much for coming on. We have what uh, forty-seven people in here. Uh, love every single one of you. Um, and Hungry Barboons for taking the time to come here, bring the age for community with you, and uh, get these good conversations going. I've learned, I feel like we learned something every single day. We have these age bar uh, Fridays. Uh, every time. So man. much. Every time. I love it. If anyone uh, missed anything and, and wondering what the heck we were talking about, we started talking some Angry Barboons and we got into the chain and everything going on. Uh, we're also on all these uh, streaming platforms. So this episode will be on there as well. You can check out all the other uh, things we do Monday to Friday. Make sure you follow uh, Hangar Baroons and the amazing speakers up here if you uh, like H4. If you'd like to listen to us ramble on to projects, make sure you follow the pod. That's where we're at. And, of course, your lovely neighbors in this space right now. We're also sponsored by Hyperlaunch Live, who is building a uh, permissionless launchpad where anyone can launch your NFT collection without writing a single line of code. And it's coming to HBAR very soon. So looking forward to that. Once again, we have broken the barrier between HBAR community and the Solana and ETH community. I love it. Uh, Sarah, what's up? I just wanted to add to the end, but um, absolutely love another successful HBAR space. Uh, Mitchell and Brandon are extremely, extremely intelligent people and um i'm so happy that they were here to spread that knowledge to everybody um but love these spaces excited for every friday to be in the pod love it sarah thank you so much for coming on as well the person that told us about hbar a long time ago and now finally we're getting integrated for real thank you sarah amazing guys uh let's wrap it up um until next time
We're back on Monday, by the way. Um, so take care this weekend. And let's hear what the outro has to offer for us tonight. Bye, guys. We better hear you sing a little bit. Uh, we don't care who. Is this thing on? Or... So while we get drunk, so while we smoke weed, we're just having fun. We don't care who sleeps. So while we go out, Let's go! 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 Let's go!